and thank you for joining us here on Doctrinal Studies with Dr. Tab. For those of you who don't know, Dr. M.H. Tab was born into God's family almost 56 years ago by the wonderful grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He then served as a Christian school principal, Bible Institute teacher, administrator, and assistant pastor. In 1980, God then called Dr. Tab to establish Gulf Coast Baptist Church, where he pastored for 40 years. He continues his service now as the founder of Gulf Coast Bible Institute, preacher, and author of over 46 doctrinal books. Let us now open our Bibles together with Dr. Tab as our guide and rightly divide the word of truth here on Doctrinal Studies with Dr. Tab. All right, today I want to continue the previous thought. This will be the second and final session on our discussion about Laodicean music. Last time we saw that music is created to induce worship, and a person is uh, generally the worshiping God or Satan, uh, depending on the music he's listening to or involved with, and, and that can be... Um, uh, not really uh, in his conscious mind that he's worshiping anybody. Now, today let's think about this thought. The problem uh, with the Laodicean music comes from confusing good and evil. Uh, Laodicean, of course, means uh, lukewarm. It uh, deals with Christians in the latter days of the church age with uh, no discernment. And that's why any pastor should want to know what uh, his special singers uh, are going to sing so he can make sure it's not doctrinally unsound or unscriptural music being put before the people or what is known as crossover music. 1 Samuel 5 verse 20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And that certainly describes Christians with no discernment, as I mentioned a few minutes ago. Matthew 7, verses 17 through 20, the Lord says, Even so, every good fruit, every good tree, I'm sorry, bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. What kind of fruit does the music you listen to produce? What kind of fruit uh, does the music at your church produce? Romans 3 verse 8, we, do, uh, we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come. Well, that's what Laodicean churches do in order to mainly to lure young people into their congregations. Um, they um, do evil that good may come. Romans 12 verse 9 says, Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Romans 12 21, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. That applied to music as well as anything else. Uh, that's why if you're prone to be uh, addicted to rock music, uh, you need to put into practice what the principle I call the principle of replacement, and that is replace that music you've been listening to with some good gospel uh, type music and Christian music. Uh, Romans 14 verse 16, he says, let not then your good be evil spoken of. We are to abstain from all appearance of evil, so even our music should be uh, above reproach 
to those who know what we listen to and what we like to sing and so forth. In uh, Romans 16, verse 19, Paul says, Your obedience has come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. We Christians don't have to experience any kind of wickedness to know what it's all about. So we don't have to listen to, to lyrics of bad music and rock stars and all that kind of stuff, rap stars, to uh, see that it's evil. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, Paul says, Be not deceived. Well, then it's up to me if I get deceived. I need to keep my mind alert and on target and, and spirit-led and scripture-filled to know what's good and what's evil. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Don't hang around people that are listening to the wrong kind of music. You'll be lured into doing that, that yourself. Right music can have a very positive effect on us, on our mental condition, on our, our um, uh, way we feel, everything about us. Uh, Elisha, in seeking God's will, says this in 2 Kings 3, verse 15. He says, Now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. There is a spirit that comes with music, and he got the right kind of music there, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. Uh, demon possessed Saul in 1 Samuel 16, verse 23, says it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took an harp and played with his hand. Uh, so Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. We realize the sweet psalmist of Israel was not playing something demonic or devilish uh, in Saul's presence, and the music he played brought a, a sweet, uh, refreshing, uh, sweet spirit to uh, Saul, and the evil spirit that was was uh, bothering him uh, left the room. Uh, I believe you can get the right kind of music playing, and the devils will vacate the premises. So be not deceived. Good, cor uh, evil communications corrupt good manners. What will make a church different in this Laodicean time and is uh, sound doctrine being preached in that church and the right kind of music being sung in that church. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, the Bible says, Strong meat, and that's talking about sound doctrine, strong meat belong to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use, in context, using the Word of God, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. We need to do that in, in the case of music as well as everything else. So have discernment about it. Um, charismatics, for example, are basically doctrineless Christians. And that's why they have no discernment about their music, about their worship teams, and all that goes on in those churches. First Peter 3 verse 11 says, Eschew evil. That means to hate it and do good. 1 Peter 3.16, having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you, for you doing right, they'll say bad things about you. As of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. So what if somebody uh, bad mouths the kind of music you like to listen to? Listen to good music anyway. It'll help you in your Christian walk. It'll help you in your attitude, everything about you. Third John uh, verse 11 says, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, uh, 
but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. That's the way contemporary Christianity is today, professing Christianity. No God, just the flesh. And that's why everything is going away from the scriptures and their doctrine is unsound. Leviticus 22 verse 15 says, They shall not profane the holy things of the children of Israel, which they offer unto the Lord. You understand that verse? We can profane the things of God. We can profane the music in the church. We can profane the preaching in the church. Profane everything about Christianity. Christian rock, so-called. There's no such thing. It's a misnomer. If it's Christian, it's not rock. If it's rock, it's not Christian. But Christian rock profanes the church. Ezekiel 22 Verse 26, talking about Israel, says her priests have violated my law. We do that with the wrong kind of music. And have profaned mine holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean. And God says, listen to this, and I am profaned among them. My goodness. Difference in traditional and contemporary services. The contemporary profanes God himself because there's no difference but put between the holy and uh, the profane. Both are looked at alike. Um, Revelation 3, verse 20, talking about the layout in church. You know where Jesus is at that church? He's outside. It says, I'm standing at the door knocking. I know we use that verse for soul winning, and it works for that. Instruction in righteousness, spiritual application. But doctrinally, it's Jesus outside the church, and nobody's letting him in. And so he's knocking on the door, looking for anybody who will let him come in and fellowship with them. So God says, I am profaned among them. That is certainly happening throughout professing Christianity today. Ezekiel 44, verse 23. They shall teach my people the difference between the holy and profane and cause them, God's people, to discern between the unclean and the clean. Got to make a difference between those things, but you can only do it with spiritual discernment. Leviticus 10, verse 10, he says that you put uh, difference, that you may put difference between holy and unholy and between unclean and clean. Christians who don't know their Bible, Christians who are not in a Bible-believing church, Bible-preaching church, they have no discernment. And they'll, uh, somebody said, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. That's what these Laodicea Christians do. Job chapter 14, verse 4 Ask this question, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Not one single person can do something like that. Of course, we realize what Job is talking about doctrinally, but let's apply it, spiritually speaking, in our context here. You can't bring something clean out of listening or being involved in unclean music. It's just not going to happen. First uh, Peter 5, verse 8, and Peter says, Be sober, be vigilant, because you ever say the devil has a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And, of course, the lions seek the weak and the infirm and the uh, infants and the older and when they're hunting something for lunch. And that's what the devil does. He'll look for your kids. He'll try to destroy them. And one way he's doing it, uh, doing a good job at it these days is through music and video games and kids listening to the back background of, of those uh, games and all that and it just getting into uh, their hearts. When I was growing up, uh, background music and cartoons, Donald Duck and even Daffy Duck and Roadrunner and whatever, was usually classical music. What kind of music's been played in the background of, of the cartoons your kids watch? 
In Psalm 137, verses 1 to 4, Israel is in captivity in Babylon. And listen what they say. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. We wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there, there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth. Sing, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song? in a strange land good question how are you going to sing praises to god if you're wrapped up in the music of, of this world and they come in tribulation period uh, there's not going to be any happy songs revelation 18 verse 22 says the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee and no craftsman and whatsoever craft he be uh, shall be found any more in thee and the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more in thee no harpers no musicians no pipers no trumpeters no uh, good music. You realize music can be addictive. Had a young man say one time he was involved in uh, rock music, played a piano in a band and so forth. He said he could get as high on his music as he could on drugs. Had a young girl in the church years ago, she got under conviction, brought me her iPod, which had hundreds of hard rock songs on that iPod that she had been used to listening to all the time. You can get addicted to music. If you're going to do that, get addicted to godly music and not ungodly. William Booth, the founder of uh, Salvation Army, back in the 1800s, he made this statement. Now listen to this. He said, quote, The chief danger that will confront the coming century which would be the 20th century that we just came out of a couple of decades ago. The chief danger that will confront the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost. We're certainly there. Christianity without Christ. We're there. Forgiveness without repentance. We're there. Salvation without regeneration. We're there. Politics without God. I think we'd all agree we're there. And heaven without hell. End of quote. And that's exactly what's going on in this Laodicean time frame. Religion trying to go through the motions of Christianity without the Holy Ghost. Christianity without Christ. Forgiveness. There's even a faction in us among us independent Baptists that uh, preaches no repentance. Uh, repentance is not necessary to get saved or to uh, live for the Lord and so forth. Salvation without regeneration. Certainly politics without God. And heaven without hell. There are those who preach heaven and say there's no such thing as hell. It's, it's what you suffer here on the earth. When you, when you die, that's the end of it unless you go to heaven. Let me say uh, in closing, analyze your music. If it doesn't glorify the Lord Jesus Christ or if it isn't something clean and wholesome or if it is something that will uh, drag you down, depress you and all that, you need to get things right with God concerning your music. Thank you for listening.